You're listening to The Front Lines, a podcast for the people that truly make mountain biking happen. Not the riders, racers, or product designers, but the builders, advocates, and the often forgotten board members of your local mountain bike trail association. Welcome to episode two of the Frontlines podcast. I'm your host, Brent Hillier. Episode one, we spoke with Jay Darby of the Mountain Bikers of the Central Okanagan. We spoke very broadly about what's involved with the Mountain Bike Trail Association. We touched on a number of responsibilities and jobs, some taken on by board members and some perhaps by the support team or staff. For this episode, I'd like to focus on one of those roles specifically. Trail associations are not just about trails. There's so much more that's involved. And for some of us, those other things are viewed as just getting in the way of digging trail. But at the end of the day, a bike club is in the business of communication and community development. And one of the best ways to help us communicate to that community is through social media. And that's our topic for this episode of Frontlines. If you're familiar with the North Shore Mountain Bike Association on the world-famous North Shore of Vancouver, and you happen to follow them on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, then you're familiar with just some of the work that my next guest, Christine Tatro, does. Hi, Christine. Welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Good. So why don't we start at the beginning? How, uh, how did you get involved with mountain biking? I got involved with mountain biking when I first started working um, as a store manager of a local bike shop here on the North Shore and just saw um, how many people were coming in and asking about mountain bikes or interested in mountain bikes. Um, My partner Joe was also a a very much an avid mountain biker. This is the reason I moved to the shore because he was hell-bent on continuing to live uh, in Lynn Valley specifically and uh, he's just like I got a mountain bike every day so I was like if that's if that's the only thing that uh, you need in this relationship, I'll give it to you, no problem. Um, and then spent some time on the trails and um, being out there and just seeing the community of people, how much they support each other, how much work goes into the trails, um, that I just continued to uh, be really interested in, in mountain biking and biking in general and how I could support the cycling community. Um, From that role, I moved on to a couple of others. And one day when I was on Twitter, I saw um, a tweet that was like, come join the North Shore Mountain Bike Association. We're looking for someone like you. And it's like, hmm, that's interesting. I know a little bit about the North Shore Mountain Bike Association. I'd been to one AGM previously and had heard a a lot about it in the community and thought, why not? Let's just throw my resume in and and see where that goes. Uh, and then I went and met with um, Mark Wood, Rashid, uh, Vince as well, and had a little interview and good chat and um, found that I was really interested in working with this nonprofit and wanted to see how my skills as both a, a manager and an interest in cycling and really just wanting to support um, small businesses and small organizations to grow. 
um, I was like, why not? And taking on a part-time role was perfect for me at that time. So um, I started in as part-time, really just getting my feet wet, doing some, working with some Excel spreadsheets, um, starting to dabble a little bit in social media, working with Norma, um, who was the director at the time of social media and marketing. Um, and just trying to learn how the organization was working and growing. And, and from there, I was, um, yeah, kind of quickly progressed into more work. <laughs> because with any growing nonprofit organization, uh, there's always room for improvement and there's always room to grow. And um, I just really want to take, take that on and take it on in a, in a bigger sense. Fantastic. So what's, what's an average day for the administrator of the NSMBA? Average day, I wake up um, <laughs> in the morning. I usually wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning and roll over and, and uh, grab my phone and quickly start uh, downloading all of my emails from overnight. Uh, quickly glance through all those and kind of make a priority list for, for the day. I have two email accounts um, my personal one, as well as like our info at NSMBA um, email account. Uh, look through that, and then I review everything that's kind of happened on Facebook overnight, Instagram overnight, Twitter overnight, and then I get out of bed, <laughs> uh, enjoy a little coffee, and then just get to work. Um, so my work varies from day to day. Sometimes it's heavily on social media. Um, whenever we have new announcements, there's lots of comments and questions. Uh, um, I work on our newsletter uh, that we send out monthly right after our board of directors meeting, typically a week after. Uh, I work on our website. Currently, we're developing a new website for 2017, which I know a lot of people in our community are so excited and because we, we need it so badly. Um, so we're excited to to launch that, I have my hand in um, trail building, not necessarily building on the trails because that is not my strong suit. That is definitely a strong suit of Pat and Mark and Digger and Sean and um, all of the volunteer trail builders out there, but um, working to support them. So do they need people to come out on a trail day? Um, do they need to get paid? Um, do we need to get a permit? Has somebody submitted a work report so that we can pay them for that work report as well? So there's lots of different things. Sometimes I work from, a lot of the time I work from home. Um, a lot of the time I go to a local coffee shop or I'll go visit a bike shop for the day. Um, meetings, meetings with uh, our land managers meetings with other board members for projects that are coming up, other events that we're doing. Um, I, my, no day looks exactly the same, and that's what I love about the job, is that um, I have the flexibility to go and ride my bike. A lot of people who work in the bike industry um, always say, you know, it's so busy I don't even get to enjoy the thing that drew me to this position in the first place. Um, so the beauty of my job is that when it's sunny in the middle of the day, I can say, all right, I'll just go do some, some of those emails or work on that project later tonight. I'm going to go for a ride. And that ride is still part of my job, being out on the trails, talking to people, talking with the trail builders, talking with land managers, seeing how the trail's running. Um, it's not what I get paid to do, 
but it is part of um, the community and it's part of my learning um, and, and staying connected to those trails. They are still so important to, to me, even though I am behind a desk <laughs> every day. So you, you mentioned that, uh, that you're a paid employee of the Trail Association, and that's, that, that's a little bit unique. What value does having a, a paid employee bring to the North Shore Mountain Bike Association? Well, there's so much work to be done on a daily basis, and, and putting that on the backs of volunteer board members um, is a lot of work. Uh, we do have a lot of board members who put in 40 hours a week of work um, and a lot of maybe I need to take some time with this one um, board of, our volunteer board of directors uh, it's a lot of work for them to take on in terms of daily social media posts in terms of following up with issues with our website or issues with membership um, projects that take a lot of time such as going through trail building permits, um, trail work reports, payroll, invoicing, um, in addition to being creative and thinking of the strategy of the organization. So having a paid employee such as myself is really, it, it's a, a nickname that's kind of been given to me from Mark and Digger is like, I'm the hub or hubba hubba as they <laughs> like to commonly refer to me as, is having a paid employee really has one concrete person who can always follow up, can always make sure that a project is moving along, it's moving forward, even if a board of directors doesn't have the time, say something happens or they can, their work um, is needing a bit more of them, uh, we can ensure that projects can still keep moving forward. Um, it also creates more capacity for the organization. Um, bringing on a paid employee even as a part-time, because that's how I started. I started off as a part-time paid employee of the organization. Um, it was brought on with the incentive that if I could create more um, opportunity, then I could fill it. Um, if we were able to find more funding, either through grants or through being able to quickly invoice the DNV for the funding that they were giving us, then that would create more capacity, more hours for myself to be working in. So we've been able to see in the last two years of myself being um, part of the organization that we've been able to grow our membership from when I first started, we were around 543 members uh, last year we were 953, and this year we're closing in on 1270. 1270 members. It is incredible, and um, I, you know, I do think the North Shore Mountain Bike Association would have grown without me. But to see this much growth um, just allows and 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 shows that how quickly, even if you have a really good person at a part time who you can pay and value their time, they will give it back to you tenfold. We already see how people do that with um, volunteer work, giving back to the trails, but having an administrator behind the scenes who can follow up and um, make sure that invoices get submitted so that we can have those funds to put back into the trails um, 
is it's just it works it works for us and we couldn't have done it we couldn't have started without um where we came from or how the position was created was um the the volunteer board of directors realized that there was a lot of work with more people coming onto the trails and more people using the trails increases the amount of maintenance the amount of maintenance means we need to submit more permits and more work reports and that workload just became too much so they applied for um, a capacity grant from um, Mountain Equipment Co-op MEC and with that capacity grant they were able to hire me on part-time um, and then from there uh, we were able to secure some more funding to allow me to stay on um, and come on as full-time because uh, what they realized was that once they they had somebody at, at a part-time they were like we can't let you go. We can't go backwards. We can't go back to working the way that we used to now that you're here and now that we have this good momentum. Um, and it's exciting because uh, I get to create, I get to create something from, what's the best? It's not from nothing, but I get, I always get to create. Like my job is to optimize I can go in, I can see a project the way that it's been created and it's amazing, but then I can find ways to either make it easier or simpler or be able to um, be granted more funding or um, just, just find other ways that we can uh, you know, grow and, and keep up with that growth. Yeah, and, and exponentially the progression of the the NSMBA has increased, but it's it's been linear, and, and and except for the last two three years, that progression has has really been exponential, and I think that's owed a lot to to you and your role. So after episode one, you sent me an email and and you shared your thoughts on on how a trail association can communicate their message, and and you wrote, it's all about the words you use, the platforms you use, and your association's goals. And, and could you just expand on that a little bit more? Yeah, I think um, it's 2016 and we're all using our phones and we're all using the internet and we're either stuck at our desks or we're on the go and being connected with your membership or your community through social media is so crucial. Um, it's the way people stay connected to the trails without being on the trails. And not everybody has the opportunity to ride every day. And um, but they do have an opportunity to look on Instagram at least a few times a day. So it's a great way to communicate your message and, um, and, and keep people connected. Uh, it's always awesome to see people out on the trails, taking pictures of themselves with their bikes, taking pictures of themselves with their kids, stumbling upon new trail work and just being so stoked. Um, it's a great opportunity for us to hear that feedback as well. Um, and and just engage with um, membership or our community on a different level. Uh, I think trail organizations can really use this tool and utilize this tool a lot more um, by considering their organization's goals and how those goals can be fulfilled or communicated through social media. Um, so some, some of the ones that we've personally taken on as an organization is um, how do we educate about our events? How do we educate about who we are as an organization? 
like are you a trail building organization or are you a um, social ride organization or are you um, just educating on uh, adv advocating for trail use in, in your area or do you want to just post really cool fun photos of uh, people on their bikes on the trails um, considering these goals and considering these object uh, options um, just helps to create a really clear strategy for when you're making a post every day um, I think sometimes people think, oh, it's Instagram, like we'll just take a quick snap and like throw it up there. But there's so many other levels to it. It's a great way to call out sponsors. It's a great way to call out people uh, in your organization who uh, have really stepped up. It's a great way to call out volunteers in your community um, to make relationships and build relationships with other people. Um, not only in person, but also online. Um, yeah, we've also seen it being a great tool for creating like more of a positive atmosphere in our community. Um, you know, sometimes there can be a lot of um, negative talk about mountain biking and negative talk about the industry. And what we try to choose to be in our on our social media is because part of our, our mission and our vision is to be a positive force in the mountain bike in, um, in industry. So being part of that positive voice, we keep it fun. We keep it light. Um, we keep it engaging. Uh, and so that people see mountain biking and go, oh man, I haven't been on my bike in a while. I see that, like, I just saw this cool new trail that the NSMBA has been working on. I'm going to go jump on my bike and go find that this weekend. Um, that's what we want to see in our community um, and, and online as well. Hmm. Excellent. So what would you say to a trail association that doesn't have that uh, social media presence? I would say it can be, it will be one of your best and easiest allies um, in communicating out to your membership. I think a lot of people maybe are, have hesitation to be on social media excuse me, social media, because um, it can seem like a lot of tedious or um, additional work to do. And my advice would be just be consistent. So find a consistent voice, find a consistent time of day or um, certain days of the week that you would want to post. And let people know what you're up to. Maybe it's, I just want to post about trail days just to bring more people out to our trail days. Like we're really lacking and finding some volunteer effort for this day. Let's post it on social media or like that will be our message for the next week is trying to get more people out. Um, so you can have like a, a little mini goal that you want to use social media for. Um, and find somebody who's excited about it. Um, it. They don't have to be an expert in the field, but they just want to be, they're just excited and they use social media as a tool in their everyday life already. Um, and and they'll, they'll learn, they'll pick it up, they'll be interested. I mean, myself, I'm not a, I wasn't a social media expert when I first um, started working with the North Shore Mountain Bike Association, but um, Norma really took me under her wing and she gave me a lot of feedback about things that we were posting and how to post and um, what were the best time of days, what reports could we pull. I mean, that's kind of getting more into the nitty and gritty of it, but 
Um, her biggest message to me was just be consistent. If we're going to do this every day, try to post around the same time every day. Um, if you can only do it every other day, just do it every other day. But don't don't let it go by for like weeks on end where um, people have maybe engaged with you or asked you a question on social media and you haven't responded um, because people can see that on Facebook and they can see that on social media. So when somebody is, is commenting um, that you can you know, comment back and you're keeping it positive and maybe having a conversation offline as opposed to in the view of everybody in the public realm. Um, but overall, just being consistent with whatever it is that your, your message or your goals are um, for your organization and always referring back to that. So what are our goals? Who do we want to be in the community? What are the big things that we're up to? What big events are we up to? I'm um, always looking back and reflecting on that and seeing how you can use social media to, to support those goals. I think most people think that that social media is, is about you speaking to the community. And, and just, just with discussing this with you, it sounds like this is a great platform for the community to, to speak to, to you as the organization. Most definitely. I, I mean, I haven't been out to the Fraser Valley, but I can see on social media with FIMBA, like what they're up to and, and how they're, um, what work that they're doing and how, what events they have coming up. Um, I don't live there. I have never met anybody from that organization, but uh, it's a great tool for us to see what other people are up to. And um, at the same time, people can let us know what what trails they're riding or is there a tree down? Um, we get so many posts of people's like snapping a picture and either private messaging them to us or sending us an email. I mean, on Facebook, people can message us. They can comment on our posts. They can ask questions really quickly. Um, and in a public forum so that if other people have that same question, it can be answered just once as opposed to 100 emails. Um, so it's a great way to engage with your community and for, for them to let you know how you're doing um, and to give feedback and for you to be able to hear it in a different way than maybe an email um, or, or in person or a phone call. Um, it, it, it's it's such a fun tool to use, um, but it can be it's something that you have to like put some work into to be able to get that engagement back from people as well. So, what would you say the the priority is for a trail association that's looking to better engage their social media? Is is there is there one platform that that would be better than the other? Uh, is there a frequency that like a target frequency that they should be aiming for? Um, I would say that first find somebody, my, my first piece of advice is find somebody who would enjoy making those posts without somebody who is excited, um, and who is positive behind the experience. It, it just won't fly. It won't feel authentic. It won't feel real. People will see through it. Um, you want, you want to be real. So that would be my first piece of advice. Um, my second would be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Those are where most people are using um, social media and the platforms that they're using the most. We do see um, people using Snapchat as well, but we just don't have the capacity at this moment to, to really take on Snapchat in a, in a bigger way. 
um, and we use Instagram stories a little bit more. But I would use those three platforms and then see where your community is communicating with you the most. Where are they engaging with you the most? Are you seeing more traffic through Facebook? Put more effort into Facebook. Seeing more traffic through Twitter? Put it there. People love pictures. Are they liking, resharing, tagging you in pictures on Instagram? Put your efforts more there uh, or follow up there more often. Um, the three platforms are very different. So you do need to make sure that you're, yes, you might communicate about one event on all three, but it needs to be slightly different. You know, more image focused on Instagram, more text focused on Twitter, quick and dirty text on Twitter. And then on Facebook, it's, it's a link. It's a little bit more developed. There is an image there um, and, and catering to those three. And then seeing, like maybe nobody follows you on Twitter. Then just drop it. Get rid of your get rid of your tag, get rid of your handle, just drop it like it's hot because then people won't try to communicate with you on there. But if you have one of those accounts open and people do try to use it and you haven't followed up in a while, it's doing you more of a disservice than a service. But having somebody who like is excited and enjoys finding content and enjoys um, following up with people and, and, and building that community online as well as offline, that, that, that will be your, your biggest piece up to that puzzle. So I just wanted to thank you and, and, uh, and, and say that I appreciate you taking the time to, to chat with me today. Oh, thank you. I really appreciated talking about social media and just how, um, organizations can really, you know, get, use their goals to strategize how they can communicate their, their message online and how that can be like a really, really great tool to, to spread your message and let people know who you are as an organization and what you're up to and, and so that people can come out and build trails and help you out. And before I let you go, how can people get a hold of the NSMBA? Yeah, we like to keep it really simple and really easy. So it's at NSMBA for Instagram. Uh, it's North Shore Mountain Bike Association on Facebook. And on Twitter, it's again at NSMBA. Um, and you can uh, tag us by hashtagging NSMBA or hashtag trails for all, hashtag trails forever. Perfect. Thanks, Christine. Once again, here's the opportunity for you, the listener, to get involved. Hopefully, we've inspired you to interact with front lines on social media. You can find me at Brentski Bikeski or send me a good old-fashioned email at brent at bikeski.ca. I have more great guests lined up and some meaty topics of discussion, including how a trail association can allow access for adaptive mountain bikes. And we'll ask the question, do we need to change the name of our trails? Is it funny or just plain offensive? How far is too far? Huge thanks to Lee Rosevere for the song Tech Toys. And finally, if you like the show, then please share with your friends, family, and fellow trail advocates. Give us a rating and leave us a comment. It helps others find the show. I'm Brent Hillier. This is Frontlines. Thanks for listening and happy trails. <laughs>